Okay, it's four o'clock. I'm gonna go ahead and call the meeting to order. It's Little Rock Water Reclamation Commission, Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. Um, Hal, are you gonna lead us in the pledge? I will. Everybody right. me? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, America. to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Is there any objection to approving the minutes of the October 20th, 2021 meeting? Hearing no objection, the minutes are approved as written. Do you have any public comments, emails, or statements? We have none, Chair. Okay, thank you. Mike Rota will present the 2022 budget. You muted, Michael. All right, that took a minute. Sorry about that. Can you see the presentation or no? We can. It, All it's right, not wait. fully open, though. What's that? It's not fully open. Okay, let me put it on slide. There we go. There, Hopefully. There okay, thank you. So, to summarize, last month we presented a fairly detailed view of the 2022 budget. Today, I'll just kind of run through the highlights and then ask for uh, questions. And if once those are resolved, ask for a motion to move forward with the budget. So this first view is a look at our 2021 budgeted revenues compared to our 2022 budgeted revenues. And we're expecting 2% more revenue in 2022 than we budgeted in 2021. That's simply the fact that revenues have come back faster on both the domestic and the non-domestic side uh, post COVID than we expected when we put together the 2021 budget. On the expense side, our operating budget for 2022 is 30,955,000, which is a four and a half percent increase over the 2021 budget. The 2021 budget was a COVID budget. We uh, were pretty conservative and kept expenses fairly flat over the 2020 budget. Um, but now we're returning back to normal. And if you go back a couple years, we were expecting ago when we budgeted uh, 2020, we were expecting 2022 O&M to be right at 31 million. And so that's where we are. All told, um, our operating income, we expect to be pretty flat at 31.7 million in 2022 compared to what it was in 2021 budget. Looking at our capital plan for 2022, we're looking for a $42.9 million capital investment plan. It's categorized by asset renewal is the largest, and that's 24.7 million. The CAO, which we're two years away from our completion deadline, and the majority of the expenses that are left are expected to occur in 2022, is $12 million. And you can see uh, below how we plan on financing the capital budget. 
uh, $9 million, just under $9 million from 2022 revenues. And then we'll draw on the various bonds that have capacity, anywhere from 200000 which is what's left on the 2007 bond, up to $20.7 million in the 2020 RLF. We'll round out the funding with the FEMA grant on uh, FEMA-related projects that we're working on. We're expecting $5.3 million. So that's how we intend to fund the $42.9 million capital program. In summary, our total cash inflow that we're expecting in 2022 is $98.3 million. The biggest component of that is uh, bonds and grants. The grant being from FEMA, $35.1 million. Our non-domestic revenues uh, would be the second largest source, 32% at $31.4 million. And our domestic revenues would be the third largest source at $29.1 million. Matched up to the $98.3 million in expected cash inflows, we have $93.7 million in expected cash outflows, of which the largest component is our capital program, $33.9 million coming from uh, bonds and grants. The rest of the capital program of the $42.9 million from the previous slide over on the left is funded with uh, 2022 revenues, $8.9 million. And our O&M expense, as we uh, indicated on the first slide, $30.9 million is 33% of the total ask. Debt service down there on the bottom right is 20% of our overall spend, expected spend at 19 million. So in summary, our 2022 budget has a cash inflow of 98.3 million, an expected cash outflow of 93.7 million. We're expecting a four and a half million dollar surplus in 2022 which if we achieve that would put our operating and debt service reserve at roughly $57.7 million. At the end of 2022, we are required to have roughly 10 million, 9.8 million in the debt service reserve. So we are clearly uh, comfortable there. And our debt service coverage ratio under these budget numbers at the end of 2022 would be 176%. And we're required to maintain a debt service coverage ratio of at least 120%. So we're well in advance of that. Are there any questions? Chairwoman McBride, um, commissioners, I, I, I just want to say, I first want to thank um, Commissioner Marsh for helping us um, with the budget. Um, as you know, it's a pretty, uh, pretty extensive, pretty exhaustive budget. And I know you just received a a, a, th a thumbnail of it because uh, of the presentation that we did last month um, to you. Uh, but we really um, worked hard at making sure that not only that we have our pencil sharpened, but that we were also looking at all the needs that uh, we needed to satisfy, again, to meet the, the 2023 or end of 2023 uh, consent administrative order. Thank you. I don't have any questions. Commissioners, do you all have any? Hey, do I hear a motion? Oh, you want to? Yeah, if there's, no, if there's no further questions, uh, Chairwoman, I'd ask that the uh, 
for a motion to approve the 2022 operating and capital budget. Okay, do I hear a motion to that effect? So moves. Second. Second. Any other questions? All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion passes. Thank you. And Ms. Rody, you also have financials to present. Okay. Let's see if I can have a little bit better luck this time. Uh, hang on just a minute, please. No worries. Thank you. I'm having a little trouble driving today, apparently. Sorry about that. So the October financial update, another good story. This is a picture of two of our procurement professionals, Amber Yates and Tiffany Bilon at uh, one of the recent WOW events that was held out at the Little Maumel Water Reclamation Facility. And um, Significant October events financially, we had revenue of $5.4 million, which was greater than our budget by 165,000. Year to date, our revenues are 54.6 million through October, which are 3.4 million greater than we budgeted or six and a half percent. To complement that, our operating expenses are also running less than budget um, of 2.4 million in the month of October which was 122,000 less than budget. And year to date, our operating and maintenance expenses are 23.2 million, which is less than budget by almost $1 million. Highlighting the October revenue, non-domestic assessments continue to drive the majority of the favorable budget variants. They were strong again in October and uh, domestic assessments came in uh, pretty close to budget, but slightly over as well. Uh, bad debt expense or uncollectible accounts or the reserve for uncollectible accounts. We've averaged 132,000 over the last 12 months. October was down from that average at $95,000. Again, uh, a normal year pre-pandemic, our, our uncollectible accounts would run about 400,000. In uh, 2020, uh, they ran about 1.3 million and they're on pace to run that again. Um, they're at 1.1 million through October. As I think uh, we previously indicated, we're working with the state on um, getting aid for our customers through some of the federal programs to help them with uh, their past due balances for their wastewater. And um, there's ongoing efforts to uh, get those rules in place and, and give aid to our customers that should help reduce those levels. 
Water consumption on the non-domestic side for the month of October, as you can see, we're pretty close to slightly above where we were in October 2020. And on the uh, domestic side, the blue line, we're, we're above uh, the level uh, as to where we were in October 2020. On a rolling 12-month average, the last 12 months, the domestic side consumption is up 5.5%, and on the non-domestic side, it's up 3.2%. So a significantly different story from where we were a couple years ago when consumption across the board was down. On the operating expense side, uh, we came in, as I said, at 2.4 million. Uh, nothing specific uh, drove the $200,000 favorability. It, it was uh, salaries and benefits as we continue to try to fill vacant positions was the majority or, or a big portion of it. Uh, utilities continue to run under budget at 40,000 and contract services were also under budget. On the cash flow side, we had some principal and interest payments in uh, October. So our cash usage was a little heavier than normal. Our cash balance uh, declined in total to 58.9 million starting the month at 61.6 million. Uh, 48.9 million of that cash is currently in the operating reserve and 10 million uh, is in restricted for a total of 58.9 million. And finally, from a debt perspective, as I indicated, we had some debt service payments in October. Uh, so our debt actually went down, even though we took about $2 million of draws to pay for capital investments on, uh, on the open RLFs but we had a $2.6 million principal payment. So our ending debt balance was 382.5 million and our October interest expense was uh, right at a million dollars. That concludes the financial update. Are there any questions? I do not have any. Anybody else have questions for Mr. Rhoda? I'm here. Thank okay, you. thank you so much. Carrie Beth Lipscomb will present an update on construction projects. Hey, Carrie Beth. Hi. Um, let's see if I can figure this out too. Okay, are y'all seeing my screen? Yeah. Okay, great. Good afternoon, Chairperson and Commissioners. I will preface that I have somewhat lost my voice being a Steelers fan this football season. So I apologize, but hopefully you can still hear me and understand me. Stop me in my presentation if you can't. Um, I'm happy to be back in front of you guys with another construction update. We do bring a lot of projects before you and it's always good to see the final product and where our money is being spent. So with that, we will jump right in here. Uh, both projects today are being, construction, being constructed at our reclamation facilities. The first one is at our Fush Creek reclamation facility. It's our Fush Creek Industrial in EQ Basin Modifications and Rehab. This project is due to be completed in December of this year. So that's right around the corner. Um, we are almost to the finish line with this project. Um, it's, been a, it's been a great experience and, and our contractor Crow Group uh, out of Moralton um, has been great to work with. So we'll just jump right in here. Just as a refresher, uh, this is what the basin looked like before the modifications. And here we have a look at um, the proposed modifications. So as we step through this, you guys can really see 
I'm not sure we can see the screen that you can see. Um, yeah, we have your PowerPoint open, but not fully. Yeah, I don't think you've got it on in uh, PowerPoint mode. Okay, now what do you see? You still have this. There you go. You seeing the screen, I, the normal screen, or the one that has the next slide with it? The next slide is what we're seeing, Kirbeth. So if you, there you that. one more time, third time's a charm. What about now? There you go. It looks like presentation mode. Good. There you go. Okay. So let me step back here. Here is the existing industrial basin. And here we have a look at the proposed modifications. And then getting into the construction progress here. Um, again, we utilize the existing concrete basin that was original to the plant and modified the flow, the flow scheme by adding some new concrete walls. Here's a, new, a more progressive view of those walls going up. And here you can see the walls are finished and being coated with the protective epoxy coating. Also as a part of this project, we added a new pumping and piping scheme for the industrial EQ basin. Here's a look at those new pumps and associated piping in that new pump ball. And finally, the full view of the coated walls and finished product. Again, in the next few weeks, we will finish this project and introduce the industrial flows back into this basin. So that's just that's coming just around the corner. And, and Carrie Beth, this is the partnership between us and the Little Rock Quick Rice um, organization, correct? That is correct. Yes, sir. Next, we'll move over to our Adams Field Water Reclamation Facility. This project has been ongoing for a little bit, and we're happy to report that all of the equipment has been installed and has been operational. Again, this contractor is J. Cumbie Construction out of Cookville, Tennessee. So let's take a look at what that looks like. Here's an overall view of our new aeration basins, complete with the modifications. And here's a closer look at the modifications. You can see the aerial piping and in the middle there is the new baffle wall configuration. And just as a reminder, these modifications to the aeration basins were put in place to help the plant reach the new ammonia removal permit limits. Moving to another portion of the plant where we had some equipment upgrades is our secondary clarifiers. We did utilize the existing clarifier structures and retrofitted new equipment on all three of those clarifiers. Here's a look at that new equipment installed, installed and operational. So we do have three. The clarifier equipment upgrades installed as a part of this project did allow us to more effectively recover our solids and return them to the process to help with the ammonia removal permit limits as well. And then the final clarifier to receive those upgrades you can see here. 
Here is a look at the finished return activated sludge or RAS control structure. This structure helps us to modulate our solids flows from each clarifier that you just saw. Here is the new RAS pump station. This new pump station also helps to pump the solids and re reintroduce them back into our process. And now we'll move over to the new process additions to our treatment plant. Here we have a look at our disc filter control and pipe gallery buildings. We now have four new cloth media disc filters that will help us increase our treatable capacity at this facility from 72 million gallons per day to 94 in, a, in wet weather events. Here's a look at those filters installed and in operation. This happens to be filter number two out of four. When in operation, the secondary clarifier effluent water flows through these filters like you see here on the left and is polished prior to being disinfected at our UV building. And I do have a little show and tell for you guys today. Um, it's been sitting right next to my water, so I'm really glad that it has a lid on it. But here we have a sample of our water after it flows through these filters. Hopefully you can see how clear and clean it is as proof of the investment that we've made in these filters. And, and Carrie, Beth, those, the, the, so the, the bigger picture that you see, they, they almost look like records in a record player. Uh, what's the handler of them just to give folks a perspective of what we're looking at? That might be a Walter question. I, I do not recall at this time what the diameter of those filters are. Um, they do have, they do uh, have- Discs are, yeah, nine foot. Nine foot, diameter. okay. So, so what you're seeing is huge. It's just, you're seeing the picture from way up above. Right. So after they leave these filters, it brings us to our new UV structure. We have four channels in this UV disinfection facility. Two of them are equipped with brand new UV banks and the other two of those channels house our UV equipment that was relocated from the old, old UV building at our treatment plant. And KBeth, uh, UV stands for ultraviolet light. It, that's the method of disinfection. Thank you, John. Yep. And our final process addition here at Adams Field is the new effluent pump station. Here's a look at that station with the new pumps there on the right. Varying pump sizes at this effluent pump station provide us with the reliability in discharging our effluent regardless of the conditions of the Arkansas River. And so with that, commissioners, our construction update comes to an end, but I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Thank you, Ms. Lipscomb. Those look like um, really important investments. Look like everything's going really well. Thank you for the update. It is nice to see what we're doing. Anyone else have questions? Okay, Jean Block has our legal update. Hello, commissioners. Um, just to start with an update on our pending lawsuit, we are still waiting on the Court of Appeals to um, issue a ruling. Cautiously optimistic that it'll come this year, or before the end of this year, but uh, of course I'll keep you posted. Um, and other news, um, working quite a bit with our new HR manager, getting her acclimated. Uh, we've been working on a, a handful of personnel issues. I've also been working with our procurement administrator as we are um, trying to evaluate 
new state laws, procurement laws implemented this past legislative session and developing policies for the utility around those. So just to, still working with the engineering department on some issues as well. So that's just a, a taste of what I'm doing. Perfect, thank you. Mr. Ramon, you have our monthly highlights. I do, um, Chairwoman McBride, Commissioners. Um, thank you, good, good afternoon. I uh, wanna say that uh, for the month of December, uh, we've included a bill insert in all utility bills. On one side of the insert um, shows how residents can figure out their, um, their wastewater bill. And on the other side of the message, it's encouraging small business and minority vendors to register for our uh, vendor portal and it's called AR Bid. And this is a, a brainchild of Amber Yates, our procurement uh, administrative uh, supervisor. She began this. Um, it is a one-stop shop that allows businesses to access uh, bid opportunities uh, from us as well as several uh, other agencies. And right now that list includes the Little Rock Convention and Visitors Bureau, uh, Pulaski County, Central Arkansas Water, the city of Conway, Helena, West Helena, and the participation list continues to grow. Uh, the AR bid makes it simple for all businesses, especially small businesses, women and minority owned businesses to pursue opportunities um, with these agencies. Uh, we had a, a great opportunity to meet a group of officials from the Department of Enver Environmental Quality that toured our Forest Creek Water Reclamation Facility. Um, and the tour was uh, uh, comprised of enforcement staff and attorneys um, and offered participants a basic understanding of wastewater treatment and the components necessary to meet uh, permit limits. And so keep in mind, these are the folks that would normally um, have enforcement action abilities and so forth. They really need to see the things that are out there and understand how they work. And we, we really enjoyed um, um, showing them out there and, and Walter and his staff had a great time with them. Also, we have three employees, Kanita Ridgewell, uh, Jamie Ewing, Harold Huanu. Um, they're serving on uh, as facilitators with the City of Little Rock's uh, Equity Labs. And the labs are being held in all wards of the city on Thursday evenings and Saturdays. The focus is to help identify diversity, equity, and inclusion priorities uh, for the city uh, with hopes that partner agencies such as us also benefit from the information. Uh, the lab started uh, in November, uh, November 13th and will continue through February 2022. Also, we're really excited the Little Rock Water Reclamation Authority and our Women of Water Group will host Dr. Kismika uh, Corbett uh, in a virtual fireside chat on Friday, December 10th at 11 a.m. Uh, Dr. Corbett has, uh, part, uh, was part of the leadership team instrumental in the groundbreaking research for the development of the Moderna COVID vaccine, which is the vaccine that I received. Uh, Fox News' Donna Terrell will moderate uh, the discussion. Uh, the registration is free and open to the public uh, for this Zoom event. Uh, we will send the commissioners an email with the registration link in case you or someone you know are interested in registering and also uh, being able to see uh, to see and hear Dr. Uh, Corbett. Also, our very own Gene Block was recognized by the Museum of Discovery as a 2021 Spark Star 
for being an innovator in the field of science, technology, engineering, and math in Arkansas. Gene, congratulations. It's a well-deserved recognition. We are proud of you. Um, and I want to say um, I am, I'm humbled and honored uh, to be fe featured in the Arkansas Business Publication, Arkansas 250, as one of Arkansas's most influential leaders. Uh, the annual publication is released in November, and I certainly am grateful for that honor. Also want to say a huge congratulations to Commissioner Chris Marsh for being featured on November's cover of Soiree, the men's issue. Way to go, Commissioner. That's a great, uh, uh, great picture on the cover. And I, I just quickly want to say, as part of the Marsh family, uh, Brittany Marsh, owner of uh, Cornerstone Pharmacy in Little Rock and Bryant, and sister-in-law of our Commissioner Chris Marsh, was also a recipient of a STAR Award. I'm sure the Commissioner um, is very proud of Brittany. Um, want to say there is a notice of advertisement. We will be advertising for bids to rehabilitate sewer line and manholes to mitigate the infiltration and inflow in the following collection basins. And this would be in the area of the Bond Street pump station uh, area, um, Barrow um, and, Bo and Boyle uh, Park areas, as well as the Roseland uh, tributaries. The four construction methods that will be used for this project include pipe bursting, as well as relaying, uh, cured in place pipe, manual rehabilitation, and we'll be doing testing and grout sealing of specific joints that, uh, that would benefit from it. The work is designed, again, to mitigate sanitary sewer overflows to below what the design uh, storm threshold is. This project will also address collection system repairs as well as uh, a bunch of rehabilitation work orders that we have. Uh, also, we continue to look at uh, new the new infrastructure bill that uh, the Biden administration, um, uh, that uh, the president just signed. Our goal is to look at it and see how that would benefit the utility. We certainly know that there is um, a tremendous amount of money for both water and wastewater. The question becomes how much of that then becomes for wastewater and then of that, how do we access it? So we will be looking at that. And uh, Chairwoman McBride, those are my highlights. If there aren't any questions, I'll continue with the uh, proposed December items. Please do. All right, so uh, there's a consideration uh, of the 2022 Little Rock Water Reclamation Commission meeting dates uh, that will be presented to you uh, next month, as well as, again, consideration of 2022 uh, Little Rock Water Reclamation Commission officer selection. There will be a contract, uh, request for contract award and purchase authorization for chemicals, including polymer, and these chemicals are used in our treatment process. And uh, commissioners, the last thing is, I, I hope you and your families have a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving holiday. And if there's any questions to me, um, I'll answer them. Otherwise, that's all I have. Thank you. I do not have any questions. Um, we have a commission full of rock stars and a, a staff and employee base full of rock stars. So thank you for those highlights and congratulations to everybody. Thank you. Any old business? New business. Okay, our next meeting is December 15th, 2021. This was a short one today, but we got some really important um, 
motions passed with the budget. So I appreciate everybody's attention to that and work on the budget and the financials. Mr. Rhoda and your team. Is there any objection to adjourning the meeting? Hearing none, the meeting is adjourned. Thank you all so much. Thank you. And thank you all commissioners for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.